The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. And I think I can say for everybody here on SportsGrid, Happy football season. Craig Mish, George Kurtz. We got George in the house filling in for Davis today. And naturally, I know that for a lot of us here, we're drafting fantasy football, looking ahead to sports wagering. But really, I think the general public, George, I don't know about you because you're such a big baseball fan like me. You know, like I I know that that's the one thing about you through the years of working with you for like 20 years here is that the baseball season does roll on for you like it does for me. But when that first NFL preseason game comes then you know it's real, right? Like, then you see the guys in their uniforms and they're on the field and the awareness around the country begins. Yeah, uh, like I said, well, I am a big baseball fan and uh, I don't forget about baseball. I know you and I have been working where certain platforms, they did forget about baseball with a certain time of the year came. I always, that always bothered me that we just figured, oh, we just ignore baseball all of a sudden during the important part of the season too, right? Fantasy-wise. That being said, we get the first football game tonight. And let's face it, yeah, it's somewhat exciting. But after the first quarter of this game, we're like, what am I doing with my life, right? Watching preseason, it's bad. All right, it gets bad in a hurry here. But, yes, it's fun. We have our draft set up. I, I literally just started a slow draft with the guys from Rotowire here. I have the seventh overall pick here that I'm waiting for my selection here. Jonathan Taylor went first. Big shock. So I uh, got my home league draft next week. Because why? Why is it so early, Craig? Because setting up a draft is the hardest thing I'll do all year, by far. Because all these guys are idiots. And I can't make a draft this night because of this reason and that reason. So, yeah, it's next week. Deal with it, and I don't care. Yeah, no, I I agree. And that's sort of the way that it works. But uh, naturally, the trade deadline is sort of the uh, end of the line for me. Although I will fight on until the end of the baseball season. We'll cover it for you here on SportsGrid. But we move to our fantasy football previews. Today we begin here on the show. we got George in the house to take a look. George was requesting the Atlanta Falcons. So I was like, George, okay. Your wish is my command. We'll do the Falcons today. Here's our headlines for this afternoon. Uh, We got the NFL basically appealing the Deshaun Watson suspension. Now, this is a little bit complicated because he's been suspended six games by an independent judge. And now Roger Goodell, who holds the cards to appeal this, has chosen to, and reports are this morning, he will not be the one overseeing and ruling on this. It will be somebody independent even from Goodell. So that's a piece of news I want to get into with George here in a little bit. Marquise Brown charged with criminal speeding. Ugh, bad news there. Uh, 11 live golfers file an antitrust lawsuit against the PGA Tour. 
and uh, UConn's Paige Beckers is going to miss the entire season with an ACL tear. Very tough loss for their women's basketball team. Okay, so help me understand this a little bit better, George. Now, I saw that, that the NFL is appealing, and it does seem, at least on social media, that people are sort of applauding the fact that Goodell is not going to be the one that's going to make the final decision here. He's going to appoint someone to go back and take a look at this ruling uh, to make the decision. But inevitably, he is still, George, making the decision because basically he's decided to appeal. He's decided to hand it over to someone else. Someone else is going to make the final ruling. And then whatever happens there, that's how long Watson is going to be suspended. We've seen some reports that say that a year is what they are looking for. Again, these are just reports. We don't know that to be the case. So maybe it is somewhere in between the six. Maybe they ask for a year and it ends up being somewhere in between the six games and a full season. I don't know. Does that sound right? Uh, it's a, that's the easy, that'd be the easy part. All right. If that works out the way you just said it, but that right. is what's likely to happen. And then we go through the courts, unless there's a settlement, we're going back to the federal courts here. It's figured. Remember the flake gate. Remember Ezekiel Elliott. It's the same situation here. The players union has no leg to stand on here. All right. You negotiated this in your CBA. That, yes, you'll get an independent, independent arbitrator, Suelle Robertson, the former federal judge. She'll hand down her, uh, you know, her judgment. And then either side, the union or the NFL, can have can appeal it to Roger Goodell or an appointed designee. In this case, Goodell is going to appoint a designee. Now, let's face it. That designee is going to be somebody who works for Goodell. That Roger Goodell signs the paychecks for. That's <laughs> All right. right. So he's going to get, like I said, let's say he gets 12 games, gets a year, gets an indefinite suspension. I don't think it matters. No matter what he gets, if he gets seven games, the NFLPA is then going to get an injunction from the federal courts. And they'll win that injunction. And then the NFL will appeal that to, I think, the Second Circuit. And that's where it ends for the Players Union. The Second Circuit is not going to overturn the CBA because then every business in the world with the, that the CBA is going to come right running to them. They're going to be busy for the next 38 years uh, deciding things they don't want to decide. It's in the CBA. You negotiated it. What's your argument here? That's what it's going to come down to. What's your argument here? You sign the CBA. And the bottom line is this. The NFLPA will fight this, by the way, but do they really care? The reason they didn't fight this harder as far as the CBA is, what is there, 65 players on a roster times 32? You do the math there. It's a thousand somewhat players. It's one player. They don't care. They'll put up a nice PR fight here, but they're not going to go through. You know, they, they know they're going to lose this. We all know they're going to lose this. Yeah. So, yes, whatever Goodell or designee gives them, and it's not another meeting, by the way. This is, They have a couple of days to write a written proposal, 48 hours, and then at some point next week, it has to be expedited. The designee will say, oh, he's getting 12 games a year, indefinite suspension. We're all hoping the best case for us, Craig, a settlement. If they can, let's say, settle at 12 games and a $3 million fine, right. then it's over. Yeah. I, I will tell you, George, nothing annoys me more than these stories. You know, like, honestly, we got football starting, college football starting, and our focus is on one player, uh, you know, in the NFL that just gets all the headlines about, like, potential indiscretions. We've seen this before in the league in the past, and, and these stories just dominate our headlines. I'm looking forward to the on-field product, and I'm looking forward to talking fantasy football, which we're going to do next. Our season previews begin with the Atlanta Falcons here on Fantasy Sports Today after the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. It's fantasy football preview time here on the show. And each day on our program, if you're tuned in, and I guess right now it's 11-12 Eastern, if you tune in 11-12 Eastern every single day from now all the way through the NFL training camps in the preseason, we're going to preview one team a day, and we'll archive these videos for you over on our YouTube channel so you can watch them every day and go back and see what we're talking about. Obviously, if we have any updates to this, we will update for you. And the process is very simple. We're going to go team by team, give you the average draft position in the NFFC. So this is where the players are being drafted based on the top 700 or 800 players. Now, again, only a couple hundred probably in your average league that you're playing in. Uh, And then George and I and Davis and I and everybody else who's hosting for us here on Fantasy Sports Today we'll go through what we feel about the player and, and basically where they're being drafted. And so hopefully this will help you going team by team, but also at the same time giving you the average draft position. So with that being said, we start today with the Atlanta Falcons. George, before we get into the players, let's get into the overview here. They have uh, a second-year head coach now, and they it, it kind of felt like last year they tried to be competitive with the players that were in from the non-Arthur Smith regime, to, to say the least, right? They, they, they tried to still kind of, they, we use the word run it back. They signed a running back. Uh, you know, they had, you know, still had their receivers and everything in tow um, and realized, I think, that that didn't work. And so they had a choice to make. And the choice was either to sign a bunch of free agents and go all in or go completely the other way. And it does feel like the Falcons are taking a massive step back this season, which of course is going to not mean great things for their fantasy aspect too. Well, I think when you're the Falcons, uh, I think you're, you're, you need to embrace that you're not good. And what I mean by that is I'm a big believer that in sports today, and this is every league, by the way, MLB, NFL, NHL, NBA, you either need to be competing for the trophy or you need to be terrible. You can't be that middling team, that, you know, six, eight win teams. Not, you get nowhere. You know, you get picked 16. You're not going to get top player, but you're not really competing for anything. So you either need to be terrible or you need to be competing for the trophy here. Uh, I know tanking's the dirty word here, but you need to do that at times. Uh, the way that the way it's made in the uh, professional sports that you need to get those top picks here. Atlanta, you don't have a quarterback. 
Okay, Mariota's a nice backup. I'm, I am curious to see what he can do as a starter again, but the odds of him playing 17 games are not good. If I could bet on less than, you know, 13 and a half, I would take the under there. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he'll get banged up. I think they're going to want to see Desmond Ritter at some point, even though I doubt he's your quarterback of the future, but they're going to want to see him to find out before next year when they might have to draft the quarterback. Because I do think there'll be a top five, top seven, uh, at wor- uh, I guess at best, uh, drafting team next year. I think they, they might be the worst team in the NFL. Their defense is deplorable. I mean, they do have some offensive weapons here. Drake London, we'll see what he can become. Kyle Pitts was great as a, a rookie tight end. They didn't get the end zone. Fancy, he annoyed us a little bit because he didn't score touchdowns. But other than, other than that, he was really good. Uh, there's just not much to like here. Quinterone Patterson, he was good last year until he got banged up a little bit, and he trailed off at the end. Other than that, what are we looking forward to here? And uh, They're certainly not nowhere near yeah. what Tampa Bay is, nowhere near what uh, New Orleans is. I think Carolina's better. I just think Carolina would be kind of good if Baker Mayfield or Sam Donald can be an average quarterback, more or less above right. average here. I think they're the worst team in the uh, division, Craig, and it's by quite a bit. Yeah, maybe the worst team in football. Some people are predicting that too, but we'll see. All right, so uh, let's go back. Here's the uh, average draft position of the players we're going to talk about in this segment. So their quarterback is Marcus Mariota. For those of you who were familiar with him in his days at Oregon, he's been kicked around the league a little bit, Tennessee, Oakland, um, Las Vegas, excuse me, ADP 228 for Marcus Mariota. Corderell Patterson's ADP is 103. Damian Williams is at running back as well for the Falcons. Remember, Mike Davis was there last year. Damian Williams' ADP is 279. So pretty much Mariota and Damian Williams in your standard league are not getting drafted. Now, Drake London is their young rookie. His ADP is 93. Brian Edwards, I I suppose he's probably their best option at wide receiver, which is basically a non-draftable player at 289. And then the best asset that Atlanta has is Kyle Pitts at 35. So those are who we're going to focus on today here on the Falcons preview. Let's start off, uh, you know, let's start off right now, George, with Mariota, who is going to get the shot to start and obviously, you know, can run. and, And that's going to help you quite a bit with fantasy. He's probably only a super flex quarterback which for those people who don't know is a fantasy league where you're drafting two quarterbacks. 228 ADP is a non 12 team league draftable player, essentially, unless you need a backup quarterback in your fantasy football league. Is there any reason to believe that Mariota will start at all for any fantasy team this season? Well, yeah, because uh, once again, super flex, most of us play in 12 team leagues and generally you can only play in a super flex or a two quarterback league. If you haven't, uh, uh, no more than 12. You can't do 14 teams. I'd be real nuts here. But uh, 12 team league, super flex. Now, super flex, you don't need to start two quarterbacks. You just can start two quarterbacks. It's not a two quarterback league. It's a super flex. But if for the most part, you're starting two quarterbacks in a super flex, what you want to do. He can run. So he will have some value there. He will probably rush with 20, 30 yards against a couple extra points there. So he'll have some value. In a super flex league, every starting quarterback is drafted and then some. All right. You always People want three quarterbacks. You know, you do the math, 3 times 12, it's 36. There aren't enough quarterbacks to go around. So uh, Mariota is draftable in a super flex. In a standard league, and by standard, I mean a one-quarterback league, not a uh, non-PPR league. Are there are there any standard leagues anymore, by the way, where we don't count points for a purpose, uh, reception of some form? Not that I play it anyway. So he is draftable in a super flex. But you're talking, once again, he's outside your top 22, 24. So he's that reserve guy. Or if you want to take a shot, you know, late, oh, maybe he becomes something. As I said, I think Ritter's going to play at some point. Most of uh, you know, ask anybody, they believe Falcons are going to be a bad team. I said, Mariota's a curious curiosity of mine. I do want to see him play, but at some point, 
they're going to want to see Ritter, and I want to see Ritter as well. They're going to need to know, is he somebody we can build upon in the future or in the draft next year? If they're a terrible team, they're going to be a top five pick. They're going to be in a position to get one of those top quarterbacks coming out. They need to draft that quarterback. They passed on it a yeah. couple of years in a row, right? Took Pitts, took Agreed. the wide receiver in London. They keep passing on quarterbacks. I don't know if they can do it next year. Unless they think they got their guy in Ritter, I have my doubts here. They'll need to find out. So like I said, Mariota to me, probably outside my top 25 at quarterback uh, because it's sooner or later you're going to need to replace him too in a super flex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, ranked 31st in terms of position. So you know where that ranks <laughs> at the bottom. All right, uh, Corderell Patterson. Let's get to him now. Now, uh, again, uh, Patterson does a lot of different things and does a lot of different things well. And I really like this person and I like this player. But I, I think it may say more about the fact that he ended up back with Atlanta, unfortunately, than anything else. 618 rushing yards last year, 500 receiving yards, and his ADP is 103. So naturally, when you look at Patterson and you're thinking of drafting him, maybe in the eighth or the ninth round, what is he, George? He's a flex guy. He's, you know, an RB2, uh, not much more than that. And does he figure into the long-term plans? Like, George, this is a player in October – that when the Falcons are two and seven, they're going to try and move, I think, too. So that's the danger of taking somebody like this. But he does have a ton of ability, that's for sure. Yeah, I think you might have said the key thing for me there. I think he will be on my trade block at the deadline here. Uh, I'm a little surprised he's back in Atlanta in the first place. You would have thought someone would have wanted to take him for his versatility Mm -hmm. here. Uh, Not not many weapons here. Teams going to be keying in on him. He was good last year until he got banged up. I think he got hurt in the Dallas game, if I remember correctly. And then he wasn't the same player the rest of the year. So stay healthy. I think you said it perfectly. He's a low-end RB2, you know, RB3 guy. Uh, That being said, player running backs are going to get hurt. He's going to be – if he stays healthy, he'll be an RB2 because we're going to lose other guys. It's the way it is. He's probably just outside my top 24. Like I said, that RB2, RB3 guy for me. I don't mind grabbing him. Uh, once again, if you are playing in a standard league, for what I'm talking about here, I'm always assuming PPR of some sort, whether it's half point or sure. full point PPR. If you're playing in a standard league, then he's somebody I would almost definitely avoid. Yeah, and this same probably could be said for their other running back, who we'll touch on next when we come back after the break. George and I continue our Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. fantasy football preview. We'll talk about their new running back, who could split time with Corderell Patterson, and also the very talented Kyle Pitts, who's probably the highest tight end drafted in most fantasy football leagues right after the uh, two big guys in Kelsey and, of course, George Kittle. Stay on the grid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's one thing falling in love with a house. 
picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. We continue along this scintillating discussion on the Atlanta Falcons. I promise you that as we go along, there'll be better teams to talk about, but we're going to do every team every day here. And so uh, today we're getting the Falcons out of the way here on this uh, August the 4th. Let's take a look at the average draft position again of the players that we're discussing here. Uh, we're going to hit on Kyle Pitts. He's at 35. Drake London, the wide receiver who Atlanta drafted, is at 93. Cordell Patterson, who we just discussed, you can catch that on demand at 103. Mariota at 228. Damien Williams at 229. All right, so now where where the, where the interesting conversations come up with the Falcons, George, is they do have two very talented athletes on their team. We know this for sure. They may not have a great quarterback. They may not have a great running back. We don't really know what Patterson's future will be on the team. But we do know that they spent a first-round draft pick and a very high pick on Drake London. And naturally, everyone wants to throw Drake London and, and everybody else, then they want to throw a Debo Samuel on them, which is unfair. And, you know, and, 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 I'm, and it just kind of feels to me, George, I don't know, you tell me, it feels like the Falcons are collecting pieces, but I just don't know that how they're all going to make them fit. And that's when you do when you're only going to go three and 14 over the course of the season. You don't worry about that now. You just get the players that you feel eventually will be the pieces to the puzzle. And then in a couple of years, you put it together. That's how I feel about Drake London, because it's like you have Patterson, you have London, and we'll talk about Pitts, and they really don't have somebody to get him the ball, honestly, at this point. So in two years from now, I'm going to be really interested in London. I just I just don't know how he fits right now onto this team. Oh, I think I 100% agree with you. All right, he's somebody I'm probably not taking in drafts, uh, not in uh, standard drafts. You're playing in a keeper league, a dynasty league, something like that. I have a little bit more interest here. All right, so fine. But for the most part, in a redraft league, a one-year league, what are we hoping for here? All right, I think the man is immensely talented. So I think he could do some damage at times, but a couple of things here. Generally, rookie wide receivers take a little bit of time to develop, all right? You got to learn the entire route tree. You have to have chemistry with the quarterback. You got to know what to be the hot read guy. All right, and all that other stuff that comes along with it. Uh, it's not easy. It's not an easy position to learn in the NFL. Uh, and then we, that's before we get to the quarterback. You know, I don't know if Mariota can get him the ball on any kind of consistent basis. You know, I don't know if Mariota, if he's going to be his number one target all the time. I don't know that. I think that'll be Pitts, actually, uh, for the most part. So I think that's a problem. Plus, I don't think Mariota plays the entire season. All right, so what happens when they go to Ritter? Now you got a rookie quarterback who's not even a top ball, you know, first-round quarterback who's going to have any development time. Can he get the ball? Can he make the right reads? So many question marks here. So to me... To have this guy be, uh, you know, a, a wide receiver three to be in your starting lineup, these all these questions have to be uh, answered in the affirmative. No, no. To me, like I said, he's a bench guy. You want to draft him here on your bench? Ah, see what happens. I'm okay with that. I think there are plenty of guys we do that. You draft, put him on the bench. You know, throw him, throw him mud against the wall, see if it sticks. But if someone's drafting him to be in your starting lineup here, I wish you good luck. And this isn't in my league that I'm in. If someone's drafting him in the first ten rounds, thank you. In my mind, that takes the playoff list. I wasn't going to take anyway. 
and I'll find somebody I do want to start for me. So uh, I won't be touching him. Like I said, regular one-year leagues, I'm not touching him. I do have interest in a, uh, once again, a keeper league uh, or uh, dynasty league. But even that, it's somewhat limited because I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. If you ain't got a quarterback and they don't, you ain't going nowhere. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly fair. And and I think that it's like best player available. They felt he was the best player available in the draft. Uh, someone is going to like him a lot more than I am. His ADP in the, NFB, in the NFFC is 93. So naturally, when Calvin Ridley's not going to play for you, you have to have one like genuine wide receiver, I think, on your team in the NFL. And Russell Gage is gone too. So in comes Brian Edwards, who is not being drafted in any of the standard leagues, George, that we're playing in. 571 yards and three touchdowns last season. Positional ranking of 99, which really tells you all you need to know. If you're taking Brian Edwards, you're in a fantasy draft and you're looking through the teams, and you have your magazine or you're online, and you're crossing off wide receivers, and you're going, wait a second, who are the wide receivers on the Falcons? Oh, Brian Edwards. And then people, you know what they say, George, oh, they got to throw it to somebody. I don't think it's going to be Edwards. I got no interest, but he's being drafted basically 14-team leagues, last receiver on the board, you take a flyer. Oh, I mean, boy, are you a family member? I mean, are you the president of the fan club here? If you're taking Brian Edwards, unless you're playing in a 16, 20-team league, something silly like that. But if you're playing in, a, you know, most leagues are 10 leagues. Uh, 12 leagues are uh, my favorite. But unless you're playing in, like I said, a deep, deep, deep league, I don't know why you're drafting Brian Edwards. All right, I have my doubts about Drake London more than Brian Edwards. Uh, no, this is the old, uh, you know, uh, naked gun place cabin. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here at all. Move on. You know, go, listen, it's not nothing against the player. It's the bad situation. I, I just know. No, just no. And another thing, by the way, if you're bringing a magazine to a fantasy draft, <laughs> you know, I used to write for these things, okay? We wrote these things in February. All right, that information is so outdated. That's true, love of God, go online to your favorite thing, all right, and just print out a draft list. The magazines, they're great. And listen, back in the day, I had them too. So when I say that, I understand that. But like I said, I, I used to write for the things. I know, Craig, you probably did too. All right, we write these things in February, March. They got to get out. All right, they, they don't mean anything anymore. Come on, print, print out a list. It's, it's easier to carry. Yeah, agreed. All right, so you're right. I don't even know why I said magazine. All right, so that being said, let, let's go to the most valuable fantasy asset on the Falcons. It's not even close. And that is their tight end, who had a really good season last year. And you want to talk about players that fly under the radar, George? This is absolutely one. Even with the name that he had coming out of the University of Florida, I mean, if, if you were to tell somebody, hey, what did Kyle Pitts do last year? 68 catches, over 1,000 yards, three touchdowns, and a few touchdowns? When did that even happen? <laughs> People probably don't even remember that. Um, his ADP is 35. So essentially, he's the third tight end off the board. And this is the guy that if you don't want to pay up for the first two tight ends, you feel pretty comfortable with him there. And certainly, I think, George, a healthy season from Pitts, I don't think it matters as much who the quarterback will be here because he's still going to see a ton of targets. It will be health, I think. That's the only thing for me that would be a concern just because at Florida he was banged up a lot and I think a little bit last year too in the NFL. So is Pitts somebody that you feel comfortable with this season using a late second, third-round pick, or is he not going to be on a lot of your teams this fantasy football season? I think there's two questions with Pitts. Uh, sort of playing devil's advocate here. Truth is, I like the player. Uh, one, obviously, the quarterback again. You know, can I get the one on a consistent basis, that sort of thing? Bad team, should be throwing the ball a lot, 
right? So that, that should be good right. uh, as far as mm-hmm. that's concerned here. Last year, he was sort of that compiler guy. He had three games of over 100 yards, right? 119 against the Jets, 163 against Miami, 102 against Detroit. Other than that, he was that compiler guy. The only negative on Pitts last year was one touchdown. All right, that's one more than you and I had, and we didn't play. All right, so that was frustrating. And I said I had him in a couple of leagues. I was frustrated at that. But that's more luck than anything else, right? You know, and Matt Ryan, we've been complaining about Matt Ryan never getting the ball with Julio Jones in the end zone, too. It just seems to me that they, they never target their number one guy as far as touchdowns are concerned. He'll get more than that this year. I think he probably outdoes his yardage this year. So, yes, I like Kyle Pitts. I've seen in some ADPs uh, they have him going as a third tight end overall. That's a little rich. All right. Uh, I don't know if I can quite do that, Craig. I mean, Kelsey, of course, I'm taking. Uh, probably going Mark Andrews. Am I going to take Pitts over Darren Waller with George Kill? I don't think I can do that. I just don't think I can do that. So second second round, no. Third round, probably not. Fourth round is about where I would target him. And most, uh, nor, uh, once again, uh, stand the draft one quarterback. I do have him in a – that I can keep him in the sixth round in a super flex league. It's the league I was complaining about uh, before the show because I have to show him Watson in that league. It pretty much is Watson in round 12 for next year, this year and next year, or Pitts in round six for this year and next year. Superflex, though, so that round six is really around more like around five, round four. It's not a great keeper value there. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So, so Pitts, I, I think we agree, is probably at least the most, you know, the shiny toy that, that we would look at with the Falcons. So let's do this before we wrap up Atlanta. Let's paint, George, I know you hate painting best-case scenario, but let's do half-full. Half-full Atlanta, best-case scenario for these guys, and then half-empty scenario for the Falcons. Best-case scenario for the players we talked about, and then the worst-case scenario. Well, the best-case scenario, Mariota is the starting quarterback. He is what they thought he was going to be when he was drafted, right? I'm not talking a breakout superstar here, but he's able to run the ball 40 yards a game on average. uh, Throw the ball consistently. Uh, They are, once again, fantasy, so they are trailing in games. Defense is terrible. They're throwing the ball all over the place. This is good for Patterson. It's good for Pitts. London is that guy who learns the uh, routes right of way. And they can score 24, 27 points a game. That's your upside here. It could happen. Yeah, no, it definitely could. And then the worst case scenario? Mariota's terrible. Or he gets hurt. Gets hurt early on, and then Ritter's the starting quarterback in week three. All right, and everything, everything's going downhill. This Ritter does, is not ready for the NFL. Maybe Patterson gets hurt. Well, if Pitts were to go down, that's probably a nightmare for this team. But the worst case scenario uh, by far for me, Mariota getting hurt early, and now they have nobody. Now we're looking – you said three and fourteen earlier. Forget that. We're looking at one and sixteen. This is just a bad, bad team. The kind of team that whenever they're on prime time, we go, "Oh, it's the Falcons. We got to watch tonight." And it just, it's just desolate. Yeah. No, it definitely feels like the the worst case scenario could play out for them. But you know, for me, best case scenario, and I'll I'll double down on that. Mariota's throwing for 180 yards a game, and it looks ugly, but he's rushing for 30, 40 yards a game too, and can help you in a super flex league. Maybe Drake London, by the end of the season, becomes a viable fantasy starter. He's not being drafted as a number one or a number two starter in fantasy football. Maybe at the end of the year he has. And and look, maybe Corderell Patterson ends up before the season starts, George, you know, in Dallas, right? Like, like maybe, maybe you're drafting Patterson based on Atlanta. You know that there's going to be some bombs dropped before the first game of the NFL season. Maybe Atlanta looks at their team and says, we're going to stink. Let's get Patterson to a better spot and get somebody back in return. Maybe that's what you're looking for with Patterson is a trade that gets him to a good opportunity. 
All right, fantasy or reality coming up next, and we got more for you here on FFT, so stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on SportsGrid. I'm Craig Mish. Make sure you are following us on social media at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV for the latest news, notes, information, picks against the spread, and all kinds of fun stuff that we are posting content on, no doubt about that. George, before we get to fantasy or reality, tonight's game, man. Got, I mean, is there even an opinion to have in this first game? I, I mean, a total of 30 and a half in an NFL game sort of tells me all I need to know. These two teams have no interest in playing very hard tonight. I don't know if they have an interest in playing a single player on the first team. They've only been in training camp for a week. So I don't know what your approach is to the NFL preseason. I will not play fantasy. I will not be betting on this stuff. But I am interested in just seeing two teams on an NFL field again. And and by the way, new broadcasters, I think, too. I gen- I'm generally with you on this, by the way. All right. I'm not playing fantasy. People, that's, that's nuts. As far as gambling on it, I mean, there's a chance Gabe or Cam could be going off today and that you have to do this. And they're really, and okay, all right, fine. I may piggyback them. But, you know, no, I will have the game on, but I'm a baseball fan, all right? And there's been plenty of baseball for me to go at tonight, you know, if I need to get my gambling fix. Uh, no, I'm not. betting on preseason football to me is like almost burning money. I mean, I, I don't know. I, nobody knows. I do sort of lean towards the Jaguars. I think they want to put on somewhat of a really? show, but I can say the same thing about the Raiders, right? And they got Devontae the Adams. I, 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 yeah. So, no, no. I'll watch the game. I will accept it. It'll be on. It'll certainly be on. I'm curious about football. I'm that guy as far as preseason football, Craig. I record the Cowboy games because, you know, I'll find it on the NFL Network. I'll find when they replay the game and I record it. Then I'm like, mm-hmm. now I'm 20 minutes. I'm like, right. why am I watching this? This is bad football. This is ugly. I don't even know who these guys are. I'm just watching the star on the helmet. It's all I'm watching. Yeah, agreed. All right, time for some fantasy or reality. <laughs> 
All right, let's get started here. And George Jimmy Garoppolo looks like he is basically just going through the motions here in terms of being with the San Francisco 49ers. Naturally, if he was somewhere else, he probably would have a chance to start, maybe on four or five teams in the NFL. I think that that's fair. Uh, contracts have to be worked out. We know Trey Lance is the guy there. We have a month to go. George, fantasy reality. Jimmy Garoppolo will have a new team before week one. Yeah, what's going on here is a couple of things, right? Uh, Jimmy needs to prove he's healthy, which he seems to be doing. Throwing the football looks fine doing it. I think he is proving that the medicals should come back in a week or two. I think the Niners are hoping now that maybe the team ups its offer to them, you know, to make it really work their while, or an injury happens. You know, we've seen it before in preseason. They Kurt Warner back with the Cardinals back in the day, and Trent Green gets his chance there. So they're hoping an injury happens to a team to a team's quarterback. Well, we got to go out and get Jimmy G now. He's available. You know, so uh, that's what they're hoping for. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will have a new team. This is reality. He will definitely have a new team by week one. San Fran's not keeping him on the roster once the final cutdown is coming. I, it's August 4th now. I can see him making it after the second preseason game. You know, where he's still with San Fran, but after that, they're going to let him go. They don't want to count against the cap. They don't want to count against the 53-man roster. He will, This is definitely a reality to me. He will have a new team or certainly won't be on the 49ers by week one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I think that this is an easy fix for San Francisco. You play the waiting game. You know what happens. Guys struggle. Guys get hurt. It's not really the proper way to hope, but it's definitely the way that they can get out from under this deal. And I and I still think Garoppolo could end up starting for some team and doing okay in the NFL. Now, there aren't a lot of great spots for him, that's for sure. But as the preseason goes on and we see the starting quarterbacks in the NFL – uh, you know, probably I would say, George, what would you say? They play week two and that's it this year, right? Like that's kind of the way that it goes, right? They play for like a quarter in week two and nothing else, correct? Is that right? That'd be if that, right? Some quarterbacks won't even play that because they don't want to expose yeah. them. But yeah, they'll. I think uh, I would say a majority will play part of the second preseason game, a right. quarter, a half, right. whatever the coach believes here. Some coaches believe more, more than others here, but I, I wouldn't expect any, maybe rookies or young players to play week three, only three preseason games from now on. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, also, some interesting notes I saw about the Rams with Matthew Stafford having an issue, too. So, I mean, maybe that's a spot as a good backup for him. Uh, I say reality. I do think so. I think they find a spot for him, and that happens before week one. So, Jimmy G plays with a new team this season. All right, let's get over to the New York Yankees. We're now past the trade deadline, but for whatever reason, Garrett Cole, George, has had some struggles, and especially early in ball games. Not really sure why that would potentially be the case as the game goes on. He's, you know, sort of seems to right the ship a little bit. But Cole has not looked like himself, at least lately. Fantasy reality, the Yankees should be concerned about their ace, Garrett Cole. The Yankees should be concerned about Garrett Cole. They should probably be concerned about a lot of things, actually. Uh, the Yankees are a beer league softball team. And what I mean by that is they will destroy bad pitching. You know, that's why they have their record is what they are. But against good pitching, shuts them down. Garrett Cole has generally been good for the Yankees, not great. He has struggled of late. It could just be a thing. A lot of pitchers go through this. And what do we say about good pitchers? Got to get them early. Got to get them early. Once they get into that groove, it seems to be all over. Yesterday was ugly. All right, uh, listen, I watched that game. Hell, but it seems like before I was able to sit down and have a drink, it's 6 nothing. What's what's going on here? That balls are flying at a Yankee Stadium here. But for the most part, those were not cheap home runs. They were balls. Oh, that's gone. Oh, that's gone. You know, you're watching it. It wasn't like, oh, oh, it's short porch home run. No, those were, for the most part, legit shots here. So should they be concerned about uh, Gary Cole? Absolutely. History also tells you that. 
generally for the Yankees in, you know, Boston, the wild card game wasn't good last year. Now, Toronto, when they needed to win that game in Toronto, maybe even for a Cy Young chances, he wasn't good. So he's come up small in big spots here. So, yeah, of course they should be concerned here. But there's other things they should be concerned about. We're ho- I, should, I was going to say we. I don't play for the Yankees. They're hoping Frankie Montas can be that number two starter. But even if he can, uh, who's your number three? Severino's on a 60-day IL. He ain't going to be your number three. I don't even want to be a starter in the playoffs now. He's not back till mid-September. Not happy about that either, by the way. Nesta Cortez, we'll see. But, you know, soft-throwing left hands in the playoffs, that generally does not go well. And they don't have anybody after that. Trading away Jordan Montgomery. If they suffer an injury between now and the playoffs, they're screwed. Because they really don't have a number six starter anymore. Traded Jordan Montgomery. You know, J.P. Sears went now in the montage trades. Nobody else left. To answer your question, absolutely this is a reality. They should be concerned about Garrett Cole, but it has nothing to do with yesterday. I think coming into the season, they were concerned right. about Garrett Cole. Yeah, I agree. I, I think this is a reality too, but the thing to be concerned about is just simply that he's not the player that he was, and I think that that could potentially be obvious at this point. And it's funny that we don't talk about George anymore, like the sticky stuff. And, 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 and I mean, I don't know. I think personally that was a part of what Garrett Cole did. I'm not saying it was wrong. I think a lot of other guys were doing it. But very clearly, that has affected some players in Major League Baseball and, and some players for the worse. Cole is still, to me, an ace. And on any given night, he can go out there and in a seven-game series pitch three games. I just don't think he's going to pitch eight innings of shutout ball anymore. It's going to be seven innings. It's going to be three runs. It's going to be six strikeouts. And with the contract that Cole has still coming up for another number of years, I don't know that that he's still going to be that same guy. It happens to all of us. It happens to everyone. You get older, you do, you do not get better in general. And these days, by the way, the non-steroid era. So I, I would say, yes, they should be concerned, but they also have, like we would say in fantasy reality, a dose of reality. It's just not going to be the same pitcher. Still very good pitcher, by the way. And don't underestimate when this guy gets in the postseason to be able to dial it back a little bit and get a little bit something extra. I do think that can happen. All right, finally, Toy Story, one of the most popular Disney movies of all time. And I believe they've had at least five of these movies, and I've watched them all, and I've seen them all. So now they're doing a prequel, and it will be, if I'm not mistaken, available on Disney+. And it will be the story about Buzz Lightyear and how Buzz Lightyear began. And the movie is called Lightyear. Now, This has been met with a little bit of opposition because if I'm not mistaken, uh, Tim Allen is not the voice of Lightyear anymore. It is someone else. Fantasy or reality, you will watch Lightyear. Uh, Yeah, I did hear about the, uh, I guess, the the issues as far as Tim Allen not being the the voice there. Uh, I saw Toy Story 1. I might have seen Toy Story 2. Not 100% sure about that. Uh, I know I haven't seen the others. Uh, and no, I'm not going to see this either. I have nothing against it. So I tell you, if it was on, I'd probably watch it, but uh, to go see it, no, uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, I'm so far behind on watching shows I really want to watch that there's no uh, Disney Plus, I'm being told by Brett. And I have Disney Plus, so there you go. Uh, there you go. Still, probably not. I mean, like I said, there are so many shows. I have a list of shows that I, I'd like to get to here, uh, but I just can't. You know, and it's football season coming up now. Come on, we're going to do nothing else but football now until February. Seriously. Right. All right. All we'll do is you have football, working, whatever. It's all football now. It's it's crazy. So, no, uh, like I said, not gonna, the wife will have no interest in it. She wants to watch the Yellowstones big on our list now is what we're watching. Right. Sure. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's actually, uh, that's that's pretty good. I'm a Kevin Costner guy. I like Kevin Costner. He, I think he makes good stuff, including good sports movies. So, I like Costner. We have the Field of Dreams game coming up next week or the week after, too, uh, right. which I'll be watching. 
Yeah, so uh, Cubs are in it. Eh, what are you going to do? Uh, but no, this is a fantasy. I won't be watching this, at least not on purpose. I can certainly see it being, ah, dang, fine, watch a little bit of it. But I, it's not going to be appointment viewing for me. Yeah, I, I, I'm. this is a reality for me. Now, the, the one thing I would say is that I'm borderline on a lot of these things now, George, and I'm sure you are too. So my daughter is going to be 16, and my son, wow, 16, is that right? And my son is 10. So we're getting past the ages of these things being watched and enjoyed. I will say this. It refreshed me a little bit that my daughter asked me to take her to go see the Minions movie that just came out recently, which was the prequel to uh, Despicable Me and all of that, uh, all of that stuff. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't great. But so I, I'm going to say reality. I'm on the border. And I have watched all of the Toy Story movies. I can't give you the themes of them all. I lightly remember each one of them, but I, I definitely have seen them all for sure. And and I will say that I will probably stream and watch Lightyear. Definitely so, because I, I've enjoyed uh, these movies for sure. But you're right, George. Like once we get in the thick of college too, like we're, we're le- I mean, we're less than a month away from college football season also, three weeks. Yeah, football dominates this business. I don't think people realize how busy we are with everything. So it'll be nothing. I think my wife hates football season because she knows Sundays are dead. Mine too. You know, Mondays are dead. Thursdays we got games. It's so busy during the week. It's just the way it is. All right. And we're not us not complaining. We love football. Right? We all love football. The only thing I dislike about football, you don't even have this problem. I live in the Northeast. It means winter's coming. All right. It's gonna get cold there. And I, you know, that that's the only thing I dislike about football. It's purely that. Other than that, we all look forward to it. There's nothing like a football Sunday. Can't I can't describe this enough. There's nothing like waking up that Sunday. It's the only day I purposely wake up early if I, that I don't have to. You know, get up, get ready for the games here. You know, start studying for everything, and then games from one o'clock to four. It's the greatest job in the world. Wife goes, hey, we got to go to my sister's party on Sunday. Oh, I can't. I'm working. I'm sorry. <laughs> Same with me. Same with me. I look forward to college, uh, even even just as much as pro. But naturally, a lot going on with us here on Sports Group. We're obviously very excited to have football back here. We kind of made it through the the slower time of the year here, but there really is no slow time with sports betting and fantasy sports. And I think that we proved that our programming did a great job of continuing uh, along those lines. By the way, coming up uh, today, I'll be with you guys at two o'clock Eastern on Newswire, and then I will be on with Scott Farrell appearing this afternoon with him. Well, uh, we'll take a quick timeout. Sports Grid 60 is next, and we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes as we wrap up our Thursday edition of the show. Go away. We'll be back. Uh, and uh, also, uh, George, uh, you'll be on with me uh, next week, is it, or the week after for uh, Davis's vacation? I think I'm on with you next Friday on FST, right? So I'm a little week here. All right. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. We've got Kevin and Donnie in the early line coming up at noon. I'll be back with you at 2 o'clock for Newswire. Happy to have George filling in for Davis today. Let's see what's on his mind as he ends the show with some commentary. We call it the Sports Grid 60. All right, let's go back to the Deshaun Watson thing. I just found it very uh, curious yesterday hearing that the Deshaun Watson camps all upset that they're going to appeal and is, was shocked they even got six games. Really? You were shocked you got six games and not more than that? I found this to be very strange here. The truth is there are no winners in this. All right, the NFL is not a winner. Uh, we, us, us as fans, we're not winners. Certainly Deshaun Watson's camp is not uh, winners. This is going to be dragged on for a while here. I think the NFL screwed this up badly. Uh, you hear that the lawyers, they only brought in four of the women, even though Moore wanted to testify against Deshaun Watson. And then you hear the lawyers uh, for the plaintiffs, they're saying that the NFL, the investigators were asking, what, what were you wearing during this? What does that matter? All right, but Deshaun Watson's can't be surprised that the NFL is suing. The judge crushed you in her decision. She just only gave you six games for whatever reason, because she found it nonviolent, which to me is, okay, uh, why do we wait in this country for someone to be, get the crap beat out of them, or even worse, to be killed before we do something about it? So actually, I just found it uh, strange that they were surprised that the NFL is uh, appealing here. NFL had no choice but to appeal. Yeah, I agree with you totally, for sure. Speaking of the NFL, the awareness is back. You're going to see two NFL teams on a football field tonight for the first time since the Super Bowl, and that's really when people start getting very excited for the upcoming season. But I would tell you that for those of you who are going to be wasting your time for two and a half hours tonight watching this game, this will probably be the worst NFL season played all season because the Hall of Fame game usually is just simply not enough time to game plan and prepare when your players have only been there uh, for a week. That is for sure. Uh, before we go, I uh, want to thank Danny for all of its hard work here working in the graphics department on fantasy sports today a phenomenal job danny by you no doubt thank you for george and brett levy i'm craig we'll see you next reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil it's one thing falling in love with a house picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are.
Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.